Did you know at Kroger, shopping online with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store? Same low prices, same personalized deals, same rewards, with no hidden fees or markups on your same family favorites, like Honeycrisp apples and pasta sauce. The only difference is you don't have to put on shoes. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, it's another beautiful global warm day here in February. Yep. Apparently wintertime is kind of a joke this year, and I'm sure summertime is going to be one hell of a thing to survive. But you know what, though? I hope we make it to summertime considering who we have in office. I can't think of one day in my lifetime where we haven't been embarrassed as a nation because of this. Uh, I wonder how we got this far. But you know what, though? It's not one of our worst failures. But it is up there, though. Shit. Matter of fact, they say, give Trump a chance, they say. Give him some time, they say. Let him run America like a business, they say. (laughs) No, this is awful. Forget it. I don't even want to give this man any more than what he's already have taken. But before we get ahead of ourselves, it's time to get started. Welcome to the J-Man Show here on J360 Radio. buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Step right up, step right up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a little thing I'd like to call the Festival of Failures. I'm your ringleader, Jay, today, and I'm going to present and talk about when things go wrong in the creative process, or other words, when things just go wrong in general. First off, we're going to go take a look at something that's really on the downward spiral, the U.S. government. Let's go take a good look at that right now with a Trump watch, shall we? To be honest, I inherited a mess. It's a mess. (laughs) At home and abroad, a mess. I turn on the TV, open the newspapers, and I see stories of chaos. (laughs) Chaos. Yet it is the exact opposite. (laughs) This administration is running like a fine-tuned machine. In a White House where staff turmoil is becoming the norm, today it's Michael Flynn's turn in the hot seat. We've just learned that Trump labor nominee Andrew Puzder has withdrawn his name as President Donald Trump's nominee for labor secretary. Um, One final question. Do you think that guns have any place in or around schools? Uh, I think that's best left to locales and states to decide. If if the underlying question is, um, you can't say that you can't say definitively today that guns shouldn't be in schools. 
Well, I, I will refer back to uh, Senator Enzi and the school that he was talking about in Wapiti, Wyoming. I think probably there, I, I would imagine that there's probably a gun in the school to protect from potential grizzlies. It's all fake news. It's all fake news. I can tell you, speaking for myself, I own nothing in Russia. I have no loans in Russia. I don't have any deals in Russia. Uh, President Putin called me up very nicely to congratulate me on the win of the election. He then called me up extremely nicely to congratulate me on the inauguration, which was terrific. But so did many other leaders, almost all other leaders from almost all other countries. So that's the extent. Russia is fake news. Russia, this is fake news put out by the media. A reminder that the president's top aide just told the New York Times that the press should keep its mouth shut. <laughs> no. Yeah, this is about the best way to be, ladies and gentlemen. Isn't that cute? The Ringling Brothers are about to go out of business because all the clowns don't win in the public office. Before we move on to another topic, let's go ahead and take a good look at what one of Trump's other bitch boys have to say. And no, not Chris Christie and that stupid meatloaf. Hey, Stephen Miller, what have you had to say about all of this? And I'm prepared to go on any show, anywhere, anytime, and repeat it and say the President of the United States is correct 100%. And you are wrong. <laughs> oh, man. You see, you can't make this up. See, this is why sometimes it gets kind of crazy for me to do a Trump watch on this show. Because the comedy just comes from so many different sources at the same time of the same two-headed jackass. Or I should say multi-headed jackass, but I'm going to say two-headed because the biggest ones would be Trump and maybe Bannon. Whereas the other ones are just following trying to cash their check in because apparently he might have something on them. This whole thing is just a damn... I, I don't know what the agenda is anymore. And then you got the people who follow this. Even as I brought those clips up, people are still going to blindly follow this man thinking he's going to do for him. He's not going to do for you unless you got a big tax bracket about over, what, six-figure income and maybe a high-ranked CEO that's on the Forbes 400 or 500, or whichever it is. But either way, as long as you got some extreme cash going on, maybe then he'll probably consider what you say. But unless you're in his bracket and in his corner, he ain't going to give a damn about you. And you can tell. Like, look, his own administration is eating itself. He's just senile. Like I said before, if The Daily Show has got one thing right, among other things, but they've definitely got this right, the man is like the world's most xenophobic 70-year-old grandpa, pretty much. He's like the oldest person in the whole office. At least he's making history in that regard, along with his zero approval rating. But then again, you have to realize that all this stuff is falling apart because this man does not know how to admit he's wrong and he managed to pick people that are not only extensions, but pure examples of himself. And it goes all the way down to the chain about as young as Steve Miller over there. Doesn't make any sense, does it? And who the hell would try to streamline a band that doesn't make any sense? I can imagine if we're in wartime, we have to seal off all of our borders and stuff. I can imagine if it's something like that. But you're talking about streamlining this band because there's nothing anything else. They try to say it's not a band, but it is a band. Imposing on the civil rights of people. You understand what I'm saying? All of his wives are immigrants. Like, nobody knows about immigrants probably any more than he does. But the thing is, is this. You're just identifying with one, and you're trying to deport all these people. You're trying to talk about how Mexico... How are you going to work with Mexico? Actually, no. Here's the question. How are you going to try to work and bring NATO back in the true form when you're pissing off one of the countries 
that is actually a big part of it. You know what I mean? Just trying to make America isolated and full of fear-mongering and pretty much just <laughs> destroy trade and everything. It's going to take a lot of apologizing to get back in some of these countries' good favors because we have few friends now. I guess he's just trying to go for zero. But then again, I don't expect too much from him because he's the same guy to say that we have a zero-gross domestic product. Look it up. He has actually said this before. And it's like, that is impossible. We are a superpower. Of course, we're not number one superpower anymore. I think we're on the we're at number four or something like that now. But the thing is, is this. We are still a superpower in most respects. And now just totally destroying it apart. Even if you were to build a wall down there, even though there's a fence down there, believe it or not, you need to go check. Even if you were to build a wall there, Mexico is not going to build for no damn wall. And he's still trying to impose this stuff, saying that they got drug dealers and criminals and rapists over there. Motherfucker, you got them here. They're, they're <laughs> Shit. It's just so stupid. You know what I mean? Just, just dumb. Just going after them. Why? Because it's far? And let me tell you something. Spring break is just around the corner. You, you can't tell me that... Some of these people that are just trying to get, you know, get some breathing room in college after exam time and stuff are not going over there to spend time in Cancun, Mexico. There ain't no Cancun, America. It's Cancun, Mexico. I mean, what is he going to do? Build like a bullshit wall that doesn't cover that area? If they want to come into America and be citizens, that's cool. But I mean, like I said before, they're not stealing any jobs from me. They'll probably go for a job that I'm not going to take, but they're not stealing anything from me. Like I said before, this is just the most xenophobic thing I've ever seen. And it's going to get a lot crazier because even though you call them out and you fact check them on this stuff, they still have the nerve, the nerve, and make this look like it's not a big deal. But it is. You've seen the end of Captain America Civil War, right? Where they detained and put them all in the vault. He's the only man I know that would take every single airport, international airports in general, and turn them into detention centers. You got some people that are made to travel and do ambassadorships for their money. You see what I'm saying? It affects quite a lot more than what we think it does. You know what I'm saying? It's just getting ridiculous. Just unchecked fear. Trying to impose that on everybody. Going after the media by saying that the media is the enemy of the American people. What American people? What, you mean Trump's people? Maybe, because you know what? Their job is to keep them people honest. The media represents the people. You go ahead and you try to blindside the media so that, congratulations, you just created a dictatorship. Because he don't want to be accountable. Because none of them people in there want to be accountable for things they do wrong. They don't want to be able to handle it when you tell them they did something wrong. You know, it's just ridiculous. It's bad enough people go through that on the state level, but it's even worse if you go through that on the federal level. And needless to say... He, he obviously wasn't trained for his job. That's why he's acting the way he does. It just doesn't make any sense. He don't even think like that. He ain't think about no people. If anything he's a president of, it's himself and his name. That's it. And as I say his name, I mean his brand. Because obviously, he ain't going after none of them countries that he doesn't have any financial stake in. Oh, no. You know what I'm saying? And he'll go after the surrounding countries. He won't go after the countries where the people that really did do the attacks came from. And you know what? I noticed that. You know, it just seems like whoever has money tied up in a certain location somewhere, they're never going to go after even though they done did the backstabbing to them. And that happens to some people around here in real life too. Never going to go after the one that committed the act. 
going to go after the surrounding areas, potentially creating an act. It just doesn't make any sense. But, you know, his top advisor, he wants to destroy Islam for some reason. I guess some Islamic kids or something like that beat him up when he was a kid or something like that. Just hit him real hard. That's probably why he got his face all jacked up the way he is and stuff. Somebody must have really just put the screws to him and probably celebrated the Islamic faith and just really gave him this xenophobic and drive. Because if anything, the president works for the people. He should be looking on the best ideals for the people. Went after Obama for going on a little vacation, but he go on a vacation, or no, no, I should say his children go on a vacation and pretty much just raise up things based on the working man's taxes. So if you ever see like a dip in your tax returns, go ahead and take a good look over at the Orange Fuhrer right there in the office. And it doesn't make any sense. What, what does he have an ax to grind? You know, I remember a while back, I wasn't really a political person. But you see, now that this monster that came out of its cage in New York and is over there in the nation's capital, I have to get involved because this crap is happening in my prime. And I can't put blinders up. And not to mention that I spent quite a bit of money going to universities so that I can become better at the media. I think I'm doing pretty good on my own. It's just that um, I'm going to have to turn that off. You know, every time I'm doing the show, the email just want to talk to me. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to check them out sometime. And yeah, we still have that little problem with emails, don't we? Because nobody wants to let go of the whole Hillary Clinton thing. You know, and, and, he, and you know what? Especially him. He doesn't want to let go of the idea of Hillary Clinton. Oh, you know, you could have had something different with Clinton. Oh, and everybody's like, lock her up, lock her up, go after her, and all those controversies. Yeah, look, the thing about it is politics has a lot of controversies around it. Hell, you're seeing one right now if you're paying attention. You know, especially those that he picked. See, Ben Carson hasn't done anything yet. So I'm still keeping an eye out on that. But I do know that there's a lot of people that are for Trump. And you know what? If you were, that's because, you know, you were all involved in the cult of personality. Hell, some of you believed in him. I know a lot of you are actually trying to jump ship and trying to reassess yourself. So I'm not going to go after you all. But the thing is, is that as this is going on, you know what I mean? The American people were conned and they can't admit up to it. That's why they're angry at everybody else. And then some people are just enjoying this. This is not this is not the way we need to be. We have to move forward. We have to have better infrastructure in our country. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, is that you have to learn and you have to prepare for the jobs that you're willing to take. If you want those big time jobs that a lot of immigrants are taking from you, as you quote, then you need to learn. You need to play the game like they do. You need to understand how your country works. You need to take the time. You need to study how the system works. And then you need to understand that what you learn in a book might not always apply to what's going on in real life, but you have to work that much harder. You do. Especially if you're going to function in a global economy, and which is where we are now. There is no whole just one subsector here, one subsector there. You know what I'm saying? Sure, you take us out of the um, transatlantic partnership. But guess what? China was there too. And China makes all the stuff. You see what I'm saying? They do all the manufacturing. That's why they got a bit of a pollution problem. But, as we are out of that structure now, they'll probably get all the trade. Whereas we're just sitting there and we're like, oh, well, you know, they'll, they'll come to us eventually. You see what I'm saying? 
everything you do has a consequence to it. For every action, there's a reaction, right? And you don't know, like, all the reactions that'll probably come with all this make America great again bullshit. And even if, even if it ever got down to that, these people are so delusional and senile enough that they will not be accountable for it. They will not atone for it. Because Donald Trump does not apologize. I bet he couldn't even apologize for a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? But he'll go and criticize somebody. And then the people that think they are Donald Trump will go ahead and try to criticize people. Just enjoying this nonsense. Because I guess some people are afraid of competition. Or I guess because other people are just afraid of seeing anyone else be successful. You know what I mean? I love to compete. I always have. I always will. Competition is great because it gives you that rush. You know what I'm saying? It gives you that idea and that drive to do great things. And I might have said this in the last episode or at least 11. But the thing is, is this. Competition is not your enemy. Your real competition is yourself. The only one that's in your way is yourself. And which is another topic we're going to look into tonight. But you know, the thing about it is, don't be like Donald Trump and all the rest of these people. I remember years ago, when I was a kid at one time, I thought about going into public office and being a president. I really did. But you know, as I got older, I started realizing that I had more inclined with the people who interview public officials. You know, that go out here and try to search for the truth and present it. Sure, there's a lot of um, cutthroat and backstabbing going on to get there. But if you work well enough and you know what you're up against and you study and you're dedicated to your craft, you can play the game just as much as they can. And it don't matter what sort of skin tone or where what background you come from. It's where you're going. You know what I mean? Like, I know where I'm at now, but I don't want to be here when I'm 35 and such. There's a reason why they ask you where you see yourself in five years during an interview. And if you're still saying you want to be where where you are, then keep doing what you're doing. But the thing about it is you got to make changes and you got to make those adjustments so you can get where you need to be. Because if you're like Donald Trump here, who got in because of his name recognition, who got in because of all the beautiful things that he was saying in Trump land. Oh, Trump land is going to be a magical paradise. I'm going to bring back the forgotten people. Hmm. Broad, vague terms. You got to do for yourself. Don't ask what your country can do for you, but what can you do for your country? Said by a wise man named John F. Kennedy, who probably had a lot of skeletons in his closet, too. But the thing is, is this. Don't we all? There's no perfect people. He runs up here, he thinks he's perfect. But he's not. And anytime you want to cut the media out of something and try to destroy the middle class and exploit the working class for your own damn agenda, yeah, that sounds like dictatorship. That sounds like something is wrong with him. And something is wrong with all those people that he identified with to go ahead and put in the cabinet and do his quote-unquote swamp draining, which in terms is just a swamp overflow. Because that's all it is. Slime is slime. And you notice the only one that's the odd man out in that little clubhouse is Chris Christie. Because he's trying so hard to fit in with that group. He's like one of them people back in high school, you know what I mean? That really had no friends or something like that and trying so hard to fit in with the group. He's like reverse Ted Cruz. And then he's doing all these stupid bullshit challenges to fit in. That's Chris Christie right now. 
And he used to talk so much crap back in the day, but now you're seeing pretty much the reverse side of it, and that's why he's trying to save face. But like I said, at the end of this this whole thing, you just got to pay attention and see what happens because he's just pissing off the American people left and right. There was a reason why we just got through President's Day and all the metropolitan areas were standing out there marching against Donald Trump and everything else saying the Not My President's Day rally. And, you know, I commend him for that. If I knew where the rally was, um, no, actually, I knew where the rally was. There was a rally over here in Delaware, too. And I would have went to it, but I had other things to do. Namely, getting this show ready and doing some exam stuff. It's time to graduate, you know? And the thing is, is that I'm just like, I didn't expect all this stuff to be happening in my lifetime. But I'll be damned if I'm going to lay over and just go ahead and think that it's all going to be done and over with by just not being an active part of it. This is the time to be active. Because you never know. All this bullshit going on now, it affects everyone that is working now. And it's going to affect a lot of the kids that are trying to learn and be the future now. Those that are over there, over the hill and all that kind of stuff, getting ready for their retirement, it affects them too because some of them probably don't have enough to retire with. There's a lot of things at stake here, and not to mention what's going on with healthcare. Until they have like a plan, because healthcare is never going to be perfect. I don't care how many times you reform it. But the thing is, there are millions of people that need it. Upon millions. And at least they have it. But you're going to go ahead, you're going to screw with that, and then you're just going to commit a genocide, basically, by pulling it out of their reach, just moving the goalposts. If anything, he didn't inherit no mess. He's the asshole making the mess. He had a fine foundation, but he's the one that took a hammer to it, along with all these executives. That wouldn't care a rusty nickel about you. Especially if you're working. But these institutions they make nowadays seem like they just were designed to just try to fail people. But you know what though? That's enough of dealing with the orange overcome right now. We're going to move on into what this episode is really about. This episode is about failure. Failure is a tough concept for a lot of people out here. It always has been and it always will be. If you are so accustomed and your idealism is to go for as much success as possible, here's the number one thing you need to know. You better get accustomed to failure. Failure is that ugly sister that you have to deal with after you get that beautiful wife. Failure is that best friend that your beautiful girlfriend had that never liked J.S., didn't like you coming up in there. Didn't like you seeing her, giving gestures of affection. Didn't, and damn sure didn't care for you to say hi to her. Well, you know, like if you're out there with your lady and she happens to be there because she has no other friends to hang with and she mad at the world and shit and she doesn't like you, that's pretty much failure because failure will always be there. But the thing about failure is don't fear failure. See, we all come up from grade school dealing with the fear of getting an F, dealing with the fear of having to redo things. But you got to look at failure as a restart. Failure just reminds you that you're human. That you're not understanding this much. So you have to get some extra help. Or you have to open up and understand new things in your lifetime. And some of these institutions are built around that. You could be qualified for a great job. A six-figure income job. 
with benefits, the whole nine yards, but still, somebody will not pick you. Because it's built around that chassis. Some people have this term nowadays called overqualified. That you got all the stuff right, but they don't want you. You got to deal with that kind of concept. Then you got to deal with the concept of waiting. Then you got to deal with all of these other things that deal with you may never have any control over. Like sometimes when you put an online application in, they'll never get back to you unless you call up after it. Or if you just go ahead and depend on the system anymore, an automatic message will come back to you and say, oh, well, sorry, we've already filled the job with somebody else. Um, if, uh, if something happens, we'll go ahead and we'll keep your application on file and then we'll give you a call if anything new opens up. They will never call you. You have to go that much further. See, the thing is, is this. They'll lull you into that false sense of reality, but here's the thing. Don't take nothing for granted. You got in, but you better make sure that you are in. And if you do fail from getting a dream job, because I know I had a lot of dream jobs lined up that didn't come together, basically because somebody didn't like me or basically because somebody didn't even know that I applied or basically for I was overqualified or underqualified. It was a whole lot of crap. But the thing is, is this, when you get hit with that, it'll make you feel sad for a few days. But the thing is, I'm here to tell you this. Don't let it make you feel sad for a few days. Maybe one day, because you're human. But the thing is, work on improving yourself. Pick yourself back up. And when that job opens up again, try again. And if they got multiple jobs, put in for those jobs. If you got volunteer time to do, go and volunteer. And the thing is, even if they don't like you, show up every day. Piss people off by doing the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Because now everybody is doing the wrong thing. They voted for it to get rid of political correctness. Even though political correctness is pretty much a topic for another episode because I don't really care for it. But the idea of being respectful and doing the right thing, I'm always about that. Make it count. Show your worth. You know your worth. They want you to not come in. It's like if you work in retail for a while, you know what I mean? Don't depend on retail. Take the time from retail to learn some new trades so that you can be invaluable elsewhere. Always just give yourself a trial shot. And you want to know what the biggest corporation that's out there that has a high failure rate? Media. Filmmaking, radio and TV, they have all of that. Because you know why? You never know who's paying for what. And the thing is, is this, as you're working with somebody... Your um your news director might not like you. Your um operations manager probably can't stand you. Whoever you might have went to school with somebody who happens to have the same job as you, and they probably just didn't like you to be in that whole producer uh, job position. They'll probably speak ill about you, even though you got the skills and stuff. But here's how it goes: you got the skills, you got your reels, you got everything together. But you got to understand this: that this market is at least like 90% failure. Because the thing is, they all have this little in-group now. It's not about the craft of it, but because they have these little in-groups and there's a power struggle within the in-group, it's eating itself like the government is. And when it eats itself and it falls apart, that's your time to come in and restart it if you have to. You might have to invest in yourself, start your own business up like I am, 
and you have to go on ahead and you have to repair things to get where you need to go. But you also build a network of those that were also rejected. You grab all those people and come and give them their shot and stuff like that. But you got to remember there's a chain of command involved and everybody has to unite on that level. But the thing is, you're not going to do that by sitting in the corner and crying. You're not going to do any of this stuff by quitting. See, failure is supposed to teach you and open your mind up and say, okay, well, let me try it from this way this time. Like, re-strategize, reconfigure this, troubleshoot. Okay, so where am I lacking at the most? Where can I improve on? What skill sets can I show off? What can I be open to? And where do I need to go from here? You see what I'm saying? But if you get hit with it and you just go and lay in the corner or you quit or you just you just tired out, you see, you're not even who you were. You're never was at this point. Who you're about to be, your goals and your dreams, they're there, but you have to build a bridge to them. And nobody said that you weren't going to get involved in some mess to get there or get involved in like trying to put things together to make it because you got a lot of shit against you. The odds are against you. And I'm not going to say as a minority, I'm going to say for like pretty much anybody that's at the 20, 30 range or anybody, you know what, go a little lower than that. Those that are working at the, um, at the levels where you should be able to work. Because businesses got to ask backwards nowadays. They do. But you don't let that stop you. You don't even let racism stop you. You don't let none of this shit stop you. Get your ass out there and do it. If it's something you believe in, you're going to get older. Don't wait until you're older. Do something now. Make it happen. I mean, that's why I'm doing all this. That's why I'm doing filmmaking. You know, a lot of people will say shit about my, my camera skills, my editing skills. And, you know, at the end of the damn day, I ain't worried about them because you know why? The opinions of sheep don't matter to a lion. You see what I'm saying? Like, I had a whole team at once. I had, like, 11 people in this team, and I think I'm down to, what, five or so? But I'm going to tell you why. Because they all thought that they were the boss. They all thought they can control and run their mouths instead of putting the effort in their skills. And I'm glad they're gone. I did a documentary one time, one of my own, you know, started flipping a bitch over nothing. You know, because we showed the documentary at a state institution because the documentary was on unemployment. And you can all watch it on YouTube. It's called Which Way Is Up. And you know what? Because she begged to be a part of it. She wanted to do the assignment. And you see, at the same time, it was a one-man production because I did all the work on it. So, you know, went through the whole scenario, gave her a talent release form, you know what I mean? And this is the thing for all you young producers out there, get talent release forms. I do not care what kind of friends you have. Get a talent release form, tell them what it's all about. If they sign it, that means that they are a fair game as a subject in your production. If they don't sign it, you do not need them. And she signed the thing, and I went ahead through the procedure of making it. I got it shown at my college, and I managed to get a pretty good grade on it. And then, you know, when I was unemployed for a while, I went to go on talking about it over at the State Department. And the State Department, you know, they were interested because they had a lot of unemployed coming in and out of there. And, you know, they wanted to see it. And I was like, well, you know what? Hey, go on ahead and distribute it. Go on ahead and show it to everybody that you're going to teach. And they did, and they loved it. You know what I'm saying? But then, apparently, some guy is related to my former co-worker's, um, well, former business partner, I should say, boyfriend. Or and he saw the thing, and then all of a sudden, she got caught up in some issue with the family. They didn't like blah, 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 blah. They didn't even watch the damn thing, by the way. They just reacted to it wrong. 
And then she started getting in my face about it. And I said, I said, you know what? You're fired. I'm not dealing with it. Because you do not control a production of where it's being exhibited or distributed to. That's the whole point of when you are the subject in a film or a documentary. You don't get to complain about where the damn thing's shown at. And the fact that it got shown at the State Department in the capital of Delaware, for goodness sakes, that's an achievement. So it's like this. You probably deal with people who just want to doom you to fail because they're in their comfort zone. And since I work in media, I don't have a damn comfort zone. I'm, I'm not in a safe zone, folks. I will never have a safe zone. Let me sum this up for you. Am I in trouble? Jay, you a black man that works in media. You are already in trouble. See, that's the thing. <laughs> and I hate to bring race into it, but you know, that whole scenario is out there, but you cannot let that stop you. Your goals and dreams belong to you. Your happiness is for you. Don't look to other people to go ahead and give you these things. These are things you do on your own and you make time for. And the thing is, a lot of people are out there now still sitting there complaining, talking about those who were there with them and all that kind of stuff. And they forget and they don't remember that, you know, it starts with you. If you look in the mirror and you tell yourself, you know what, am I going to fail or am I going to succeed today? But am I going to go ahead and that's questionable. But at the end of it all, you got to think this. Now, I'm going to do what I want to do today. I'm going to go ahead and make a difference today. I'm going to go ahead and test my theory today. I'm going to go ahead and write this damn novel today. I'm going to go ahead and put together all of these tasks today. And I'm going to go ahead and write the list for them. Put all your tasks down on a list. I'd say get a Steiner pad to go ahead and lay out everything. Because you don't have to get it done on the day of, but have a deadline in mind, mark it on your calendar, and just knock it out. Like how, okay, so say like, I told you all about that sci-fi love story, right? As I got it laid out, I hope to get it done by April 4th. And you see the thing about it is, I mark April 4th down, and I start laying it out. Like I got my character listings, I got my log line on what the product is about, and I go ahead and I start carving it out. Whatever ideas don't work, I just put them away for my, for my next script. You should always be doing that kind of stuff. And I see, that's the filmmaker life. Just like doing the J-Man show. Like doing this show, I would say that I would start writing it during the weekend. You know what I mean? Because I try to aim for Wednesday. This show is going to go back on Wednesday, by the way. It's just not going to be today, and it probably won't even be next week. But we'll see how things go, because I am doing exam time right now. But the idea is to have a system in place. And don't be ashamed of it. Like, if you make a bad video, okay? What is a bad video? Strictly an opinion, right? Just like what I said in episode 10? You might not have a bad video. You might not have a video that sells, but at least you got a video. You could take that video and put it in your reel. Some of the best things that you did get right. Don't focus on what you don't have right. Because that's perfectionist thinking. And like I done told all of you in the J360 Legion, nobody has time for a perfectionist. Perfectionists do not play any role other than to waste time and to confuse everybody. And I had somebody like that in my team. Thank God he's not here no more. I'm glad he's gone. Because I got tired of it. I wasn't getting anything done worrying about this kind of stuff. And when you know that people are not getting anything done, you need to let them go. If they sit there and they complain all the friggin' time, <laughs> friggin', yeah, I'm starting to work on my cussing. I don't know, I might do a challenge for one of the J360 
for one of the JMN episodes. But we'll see how that goes. But the thing is, is this. If you have people that sit there and do nothing but constant complaining, worrying about, like, say, like, if you're on episode 16 and that person is still complaining about episode 15 or 14, drop them like a bad habit. Because there is no reason to be complaining about stuff that happened beforehand. When you're in media or when you're in any sort of field that requires experimentation, which is a lot of fields out here, and somebody complains about it not working, oh, you got to let them go. Because nine times out of ten, that person is complaining because, A, they didn't come up with it. B, they'll be damned if they want you to succeed with it. And C, because they want to remind you of your past failures all the time. And it's a shame. We all make mistakes. We're all perfectly flawed. Every single one of us. And some of us are more adept at things than other people. Some of us are born into it. And then some of us, we have to develop and work hard for it. It's kind of like how some people are born with a perfect shape, but a lot of people are born either too fat or too skinny, and they have to exercise and train in ways to get themselves to that point. You have to have that build up. And see, sometimes some people get carried away with being born with natural talent that they don't even improve past their own comfort circle, whereas those of us that have sacrificed the time and the grind and everything else to build ourselves up, Oh, we'll be better than them anyway. Because we worked on ourselves. Because we never quit. Quitting is the worst damn thing you can do. And I know this because a lot of my jobs, I never quit. I got fired or, <laughs> or I got laid off. You know, and the thing is, is not to worry about it. You know, and what's the worst thing about um, certain discriminations out here? Other than race? Age. Age discrimination is the most dumbest thing I've ever seen, but, you know, it's it, it's crazy. Because when you get past a certain age, they start treating you like Logan's Run. Like, oh, you're no you're not marketable anymore. You gotta be let go, unless you done rubbed elbows with the boss or something, to show your staying power, even though you might get as senile as Donald Trump is. But the problem is, is that, you see, once again, that damn buddy system, that shit gotta go. I remember when that started developing J360, I, I said, fuck that. Ain't gonna be no damn buddy system. You know? But you see, I like to play people by their strengths. And I understand their weaknesses, so I give them that challenge to see if they follow through. But if you got some people in your group that don't follow through, or have to go ahead and throw your friendship up as a defense, you need to let them go. Because that's not friendship. That's, that's not even co-worker. That's enabler. You have to rebuild. You have to restructure. And I think I brought this up in that episode, Changes. Yeah, episode six. I brought this up in episode six. That sometimes you gotta go alone. And I had to. And I still kind of am to a point. I still do solo quests now and again. To go ahead and further my skills. Because you gotta do the work. You can't just be comfortable all the time. A good friend of mine, S. Anthony Thomas, if you haven't checked out his show, S. Anthony Says, believe me, go check it out sometime. He always says you need to get on that status bus. Where you get satisfied in one area, but you bust your ass for the next area. Because if you get too satisfied, you're going to stay in that zone. And then, you know, you're just going to keep doing the same old tricks. But when you're on that status bus, you'll be busting your ass so many times, the results show on themselves. Just like doing this show. You got to be on that. And, like, another friend of mine, famed director Lana D. Reed, 
she always says do the work and that's the thing do the work when you're in media you should always have a deadline you are working to a deadline do the work get it up there don't make any excuses when you start making any excuses it'll be like well you know I would have had the episode done but 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 this is where I would have had all this stuff together you do not need to make any excuses your job is to make results everybody out here can make results no matter where you are at life no matter what age you are or no matter how your pocketbook looks you can make results you can do something do not make any excuses because let me tell you something nobody makes more excuses than the whole 45th presidency over there that's all they do every day they make nothing but excuses and they don't even want to make them just like you heard Stephen Miller and it's all anytime anywhere any network that little punk ass can't even go ahead and credit, you know, add some credibility to himself during that whole interview with George Stephanopoulos. He had no credibility whatsoever. And you're looking at this, he's just some 31-year-old that think he can make an impact and look good for his um, Tangerine Titan. And it's a shame. Because this is where we are now. Finger point, name calling, all that stuff. I, you know what I mean? Considering how I am in my comedy, name calling is there. But the thing is, is this. It's at a point where people will call you names too. But as you are working on yourself and as you keep building and putting things together, in the end, results show. You don't have to say nothing at all. It's just like when certain people I don't talk to anymore, they probably out there still complaining and bullshitting to this day. Whereas I managed to give you all 13 episodes of the J-Man Show and hopefully fire the power play back up. And you already got J360 Live. So even if I'm by myself in this thing, I don't worry about it because yeah, I had a team of 10, but I'm 10 times strong by myself. And I managed to hold it down. And the thing is, the ones that are really dedicated about J360 or dedicated about any brand and they like working with you, they will stick there with you. They may not agree with everything you do, but at least they'll stick there with you. And that's what you need. I remember somebody telling me, oh, I'm your friend and you treat me like an employee. I said, I need a team. Friends are great and everything else, but in order to get things done for like huge projects, for like Avengers type level things and, you know what I mean, doing all that feature work and everything else, like some of these uh, feature films that I have written, they require a team. And that's when things are different than just the usual, hey, joking around. Friend. Joking around is great, but you got to be able to function. And everybody's got to be able to work together. Will it succeed? Will I make money from it? I don't know. That stuff's questionable at best. But I know if I push myself and I push my teammates with me and we can go ahead and coordinate and get things done, it has a fighting chance then it rather not being done. Like for those that sit there and doubt themselves or say like life is so hard or I'm going through so much and all that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, you're going to have to realize this. That is a good story. Everybody has a story. But at the end of the damn day, nobody gives a fuck. You're going to have to show your worth through your work. And the reason why I'm the way I am, because I failed a lot. I made excuses. But you're going to have to understand this. That was me when I was younger and almost died. So by realizing that all that stuff goes together, and then I was thinking this, well, okay, what the hell kind of legacy am I leaving? That's why nowadays I don't care. 
I just do what I gotta do. I don't give a damn anymore about certain situations. I know, like, we're in a hell of one right now. But the thing is, I gotta keep doing me. I gotta keep depending on me and where I go, because I'm all I got. From here on out, this is all about me doing what I got to do, and hopefully I can leave a strong legacy for the future because obviously all these institutions here are just giving people passes to move on. You got to work hard. You got to sacrifice. You got to pull things together and pull the lead out of your ass along with a lot of that sadness holding you back, and you got to change it. That's the only way you're going to make it in this world. Stop copping out. Pick yourself up. Do something about it. Understand all those things out there. The odds are against you. They might be. They were always there anyway. But the thing is, is stop sitting there and letting them kick your ass and stomp you down. Pick yourself back up. Uppercut them motherfuckers and keep fighting for what you believe in. That's the world we live in. It's going to be a time for fighting. There ain't no time to be whining about this stuff. And as you do fight, you got to be tactful about how you fight because the way all these people are nowadays they don't change the rules but at least you got a basis to understand and study them so you know how to fight them just the same way and even better but I'd like to thank a lot of you for coming and listening to me this week let's go from here let's make things happen I want you all to take care of yourselves. Come in for episode 14, and I'm going to give you all something new. I'll probably bring back the J360 question of the week, but we'll see how that goes. You know what I'm saying? But outside of all that, though, that's it for the J-Man show this week. Take it easy, everyone. Laters.